Hello, everyone, and welcome back to another episode of Excess Gaming Podcast. This is episode 139, and I'm one of your hosts, Xander Scullion, and joined with me is wonderful, the Tiger King himself. Nah, not really, but he's close to it. This is James Gruesome. What's up, James? I'll tell you one thing. I saw what Tiger now understand. I saw what Tiger Tiger saw, man. Free Joe Exotic, man. That's all I'm saying. I might be the Kitty King, not quite the King. Yeah, a little bit crazy to have, but man, I tell you, Joe Exotic is somebody uh, we, we really kind of needed during all these times. Oh, it's yeah. Funny how he's encapsulated and just enraptured everybody in this crazy story and uh you know it's just one of one of the many things going on lately in this wild world and i hope everyone is uh safe and well and we know it's been a little while but you know we knew we had to get a episode out because there's lots of people at home and you know hopefully you guys you know will be listening to this and checking it out and we'll give you guys something to do but i hope all you guys are okay and doing the best you can during this crazy crazy time indeed indeed and yeah we're, we were talking about uh tiger king before we did the show and I think as, that's a show that everyone's talking about. Uh, if you guys have not watched Tiger King on Netflix, get on it. It's freaking awesome. It's probably one of the best documentaries I've seen in quite some time. And I, I was telling you, James, before we started the show, that uh, my my girlfriend and I finished Tiger King. And then she was like, all right, I'm ready for the kids to watch Tiger King. Because the oldest, he's like 11, he was asking about Tiger King. And uh, the other night, actually last night, she had them uh, stay up as long as they wanted to, but they had to watch all seven episodes of Tiger King. And they did, and it was hilarious because after every episode, they had their own like review that they would come in. And um, the, the best one was the, the 11-year-old when he came in, and he goes, Carol is a B-word. <laughs> and I'm like, he is so right. He is so it's right. <laughs> But yeah, guys, definitely check out Tiger King if you haven't already. And uh, after you're done with that, listen to some uh, Joe Exotic uh, music videos on YouTube. I've been, the guy actually has a really good voice. Let's get you know, that well, right. That, that was a sample of uh, what I just uh, gave you all. Unfortunately, though, upon looking into it, uh, it's actually not Joe Exotic singing, which uh, many can probably tell, by the way. He actually kind of talks like this, you know. But uh, apparently he paid some guys, uh, you know, to, to do it. But I still give him credit. Oh, you know, that's still, terrible. Yeah, well, he's still doing his videos. He's just like Millie. Vanilli, come on! You know, he's a simple man, just trying to love the tigers, and uh, you know, but but they're very, still very entertaining. He's a very enrapturing man. Like you can almost see how he ended up getting two straight guys to marry him. You know, he just sucked them in. He might have a little meth going on with it too. Uh, but you know, hey, I don't judge people for what they do. I, I, I'm not saying Joe Exotic is a completely good person. I think some of the things he probably did were wrong. Uh, but I think he can be a little misjudged, and sometimes I think some people like this, their heart is in the right place. And, uh, you know, he, he's one of a couple of tiger people. You know, the, the main focus is on him. Uh, but the other one's the Carol, also a wacko. And the other guy, the uh, he, he's got that weird, the I can't forget, I, I forget what he calls himself. Uh, he made up some name, but he's the weird doctor guy with the soul patch. Who actually, yeah. Really, yeah. That's the guy that Undertaker has been doing ads for. Undertaker and his wife visited his park. And, oh, wow. Uh, He's been doing ads for him uh, lately, just kind of advertising, you know, talking about, you know, saving tigers, which is always great. But that guy, I think, is a little worse because he seems to be grooming uh, young girls in the process of mm-hmm. work there. I think he's a little bit worse. And, uh, you know, he kind of, you know, gets, gets away with it all. But they are all extremely weird people. Uh, I was a fan of the drug kingpin, uh, which yeah. Scarface <laughs> may or may not be based on. We don't know, and I kind of blame the movie Scarface, though, for uh, popularizing uh, people owning tigers. Any Anybody from Mike Tyson, uh, you know, and personally, like I said, I, I don't think these are animals people uh, should own at their houses. It's at least Joe, Joe Exotic and these guys do have big parks for them to live in, and a lot of them are rescued. And, and it brings up things of illegal, you know, breeding. Uh, you find out things about the ligers. You know, everybody remembers ligers from Napoleon Dynamite, right? Yeah. Uh, you know, ligers are uh, artificially bred because that doesn't happen uh, in real life. So creatures like that, those animals are on different uh, continents. And they're not going to naturally breed. Uh, but then you'll have a liger bred with another tiger. And, and this is stuff done in captivity. And, and sometimes these animals don't have a good life because they're not meant to be made. 
really. Yeah. Uh, but but you do learn a lot. And like I said, it's a it, it, this documentary. It's it's funny. It's enrapturing. It's sad. Uh, you, you know, you learn a lot, and then you know maybe then some people. You know, maybe you can find you know a real good you know uh, uh, big cat rescue or just any kind of animal rescue you believe in and uh, you know support. But it it's just straight up insane. And like I said, during the, these times of, you know, we all know things are going on with this situation. And it's just very nice. People have an escape, I think, because so many people are caught at home. And this one is just, it's captured everybody. I can only imagine how many marriage offers uh, Mr. Exotic is getting in prison and just letters that people are writing. To like, <laughs> like, if he gets out, man, he's just going to be like the man. He tried running for president before. He might could win. Uh, yeah, I mean, he almost he almost became governor of Oklahoma. You know, he, he <laughs> presidency after everything going on now. It's very possible. You know, don't, don't doubt it. But yeah, definitely check it out. You know, so many people have free time going on, and it's uh, at least watch one episode. Like, if you don't like the first episode, you know, uh, or maybe give it two. But if, yeah. if you don't find something interesting in there, you know, it's just. It's crazy. <laughs> the, the, the thing about that show, and uh, this kind of goes back to the video games in a weird way, is when I was watching it, you know, the, the main premises of the show is people that are owning these big tigers and kind of how they get this whole rivalry going on. And I was like, man, this is this is almost as crazy as what I see with, like, the retro gaming community in some aspects. Because when you think about, when you when you start going down the rabbit hole of, like, Retro gamers and and YouTube and all that stuff. Uh, the the premises is about video games, collecting video games, or talking about video games. But there's so much more to it. There's like onions of layers of stuff that peels, and that's kind of like what I saw with Tiger King. It was like really weird how I saw that. I was like, Man, something so basic turns into something so much more than just what it is. And I thought that was crazy. Like when I was watching. Yeah. It. No, that is. It is, uh, you know, in many cases with many things in life, it's kind of like who's got the bigger D contest, you know? Yeah. It's like, you know, who, who's got the more of this? Who cares more? Who loves more? Uh, it's like in, uh, anything in life, you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah, at the end, just, you know, love what you do. And sometimes, you know, don't don't worry about the other people, you know? If you're having fun, that's the, the biggest part of it. Exactly, exactly. Now, there, there has been some gaming news uh, since our last episode. A lot of gaming news. Uh, but some of the biggest highlights I was looking at was um, they actually had a PlayStation 5 conference, I believe a week ago, uh, talking about – it was like the road to PS5. And I was one of those kind of people that I was expecting a little bit more of it. Some people, like, they, they kind of – they were, like, telling folks, yeah, we knew this was just going to be a tech conference. I thought it was going to be something a little bit more – so I felt kind of bad because, uh, you know, the kids are out of school. So I told the kids, you know, because it was like uh, 12, 12 in the afternoon, and they had been up for a little while. And I'm like, hey, kids, you want to see what the PS5 looks like? They're like, oh, yeah, yeah, like, let's watch this. And we started watching it, and it was like an hour of just tech talk. Now, the tech talk was really, really good. Like, some of the stuff they were talking about, I was like, wow, this is awesome. But, of course, for, like, the kids, there were, there were like, most of us, they wanted to see what the console looked like. They were wanting to see some of the games. And that's that's not what this conference was. So it was kind of funny. Like, the first 15 minutes, they're watching it. And then, like, they slowly started getting up and walking away. And I'm like, yeah, yeah, I understand. Um, the, the oldest one stayed for the longest. But I saw I'd explain certain things to him. But he was really interested into it. But, he was uh, trying. That sounds like yeah. I'd be like, oh, I'm just gonna watch Tiger King again. <laughs> <laughs> he was. I mean, like he was asking me, you know, some of the some of the things they were talking about because you know they're talking about teraflops and and uh, the SSD hard drives and uh, it's really interesting stuff. It seems like the PS5. Uh, one of the biggest takeaways that I got from it is they're trying to really take away uh, load times, which is which is kind of funny. It's been kind of like the the closet bane of all the previous generations as load times. I mean, we've gotten used to it, but I remember I remember back when the PlayStation 1 first came out and the Sega Saturn, uh, that was one of the concerns that people talked about, and that was one of the things that I remember people buying the N64. They are like, I don't have to worry about load times. And now it's become such a norm, and now it's like, okay, well, our load times are so fast that you know what would take about 10, 15 seconds is taking two seconds on the PS5, which is crazy. 
Yeah, it really goes back. I mean, like, if you go back, you know, many retro gamers to whatever system you go to know, if you go back and, you know, pop in old games, uh, that really can take a toll, you know, when you want yeah. to play something. Because we are so used to, you know, what they're like now, even though we still have to wait. But you go back to them old ones, and sometimes it's just like, man. And yeah. sometimes it's just loading up for just some, like, stupid thing that you don't even want to see. And it's like, oh, man, like, this is... This is brutal, which, like you said, the 64, we lost some function. We didn't have that, you know, real video capability that at the end wasn't really all that great. Sometimes, like, I'd rather just skip the load time than have some, uh, you know, video screen going on. Yeah, and especially if you go back to, like, the old, like, PS1 games, uh, the one game that I think of off the top of my head is, like, Legacy Kane Blood Omen. That game had really long load times, and sometimes it would just load randomly, and it's it's like one of those things. Like I'm pretty sure back then, being so foreign to the concept for console gamers of the of what loading is, and then like seeing that, and now we're like used to loading. We're like, yeah, you know, or we're even used to installing games now. Oh yeah, that's the big thing now. It's waiting on the install instead of load time. We still kind of gave up something for another thing, you know. <laughs> yeah. So I mean, it's it's really interesting what they're doing with that. Uh, they did say. That so far, the uh, PlayStation 5, the release date's still supposed to be coming out in the holidays. They said despite you know the coronavirus and everything that's been going on, uh, they said that there's no signs of delaying the PS5, so that's good. And um, also, like Xbox you know, Series X, uh, Microsoft just released that they're releasing proprietary memory cards. Uh, so this, this is interesting. So pretty much the... The Xbox Series X is going to have its own like one terabyte SSD uh, memory cards that you can use to expand the memory on the uh, Xbox One Series X. Uh, so far, the Xbox Series X is going to be backwards. <laughs> I know it's such a. I just can we call it like an Xbox Three or Four? <laughs> yeah, I know it's it's such a tongue twister, but uh, so far it is backwards compatible with all previous uh, Xbox consoles. And you can save, but they said if you want to save Series X games, you have to use a proprietary memory card uh, for it. So, uh, and the thing about it is, too, I know a lot of people are like, well, Sony's not going to do that. Well, Sony actually had a patent. If you, I don't think you remember this a couple months ago. You remember when Sony had a patent for this, like, cartridge kind of thing that everyone was talking about? Yeah. Apparently, that could also be a proprietary memory card for the PlayStation 5. So it looks like this is... This is probably going to be the way that they're going to be putting out these new home consoles and cutting a little bit of cost. And it's interesting that they're going back to memory cards, but yeah, that's that's so weird. I'm just wondering how much they're going to be, you know? Yeah, yeah, that's my thing, because it's like, well, don't save on the cost of the console and stick me with... You know, we remember PSP memory cards, even. The the Vita. Oh, my God. I'm sorry, the Vita. You're right. I'm sorry. Uh, Notoriously uh, pricey. Man, wow. Just one of the most expensive ones. Uh, Eventually, you know, you could find some that were a bit less. That's the thing. It's like, you know, I'd almost rather pay an extra hundred up front on the system, you know, for more memory or whatever, than having, you know, to pay another hundred for a memory card. That's the thing. Like, it seems like, you know, a semi-archaic thing. At this point, though, you know, uh, many people, no matter what age you are, you grew up with some form of memory card. You know, you've seen one. Uh, you know, they've been there. But, yeah, I, just, I, I don't want to get stuck with another, like, super high cost on that. Yeah. Um, but it's just it's one of the things. I'm just curious to see how it all pans out. You know, things could always change. You know, holidays not that far away. You know, both systems. Uh, uh, myself, I actually, I'm very proud for the first time, and I don't know how long I'm actually getting a tax return. Uh, which I am planning on just saving most of that. But it's it's nice to know that when these systems come out, like, ah, hey, man, I'm, I might actually get one. You know, I, I don't know which one yet. I'm still waiting and, you know, just seeing, you know, who's going to have the better launch. Uh, there's that whole thing with the titles where, was it with the Xbox One X, X7, X6, that they're going to have, <laughs> uh, you know, the games might come out for the old system, you know, first, and then they'll come out, you know, that whole... Uh, Thing with it with like a, a a time release that's not really yeah. the right word, but you know what I'm saying. Where it's like the it's kind of cool that a new game you might be able to play on an old system, but they might not have any completely exclusive games for a while. Which you know that's what people usually go for on yeah. launch. Unless you just have a lot of ease of system, or either you know people are you know at X. I don't mean this in a bad way, but Xbox fanboys, PS fanboys. That's just your system. 
That's what yeah, that is. And, exactly. And that's okay. Um, and so you might jump with that, you know, from the start. But these, uh, you know, the, the launch games are always usually what leads people into, you know, getting an hey, kitten, uh, you know, jumping into the system <laughs> right away. I'm the kitten king. And, uh, <laughs> and jumping the system right away or waiting a little bit, you know. So th- that's all I'm really, uh, you know, waiting for at that time is to see what, what everything is really going to look like. Yes, yeah, that's, that's kind of how I am when it comes to consoles. Like, like, I understand both both consoles are going to be so super powerful. I'm more I'm more concerned about price, uh, how the price is going to be for the two consoles. Is one going to be more than the other? And of course, exclusives and uh, backwards compatibility. Um, yeah, you know, I, I don't care how much you make, dude. Like a five with the systems, five hundred bucks. Like that's a lot of money. Yeah, to me, to you, to many people. Uh, like if that, you know, hey man, more power to you if that's not a lot of money for you but it's definitely something to look at you know when these systems you know jump into like i said is that price and, and it's an investment too i mean think of how many times that people have bought uh brand new consoles on launch day and it turned into a paperweight not saying that the ps5 and the new xbox is going to do that but i mean think about some of the past consoles like the like the 3do or even like things like the sega saturn you know people that bought that on launch and it didn't turn out the way it, it wanted to be, you know, or think about the consoles that had problems when it first came out. Um, it, it's just such an investment to, to throw down, you know, that much money on a brand new console and, and hope for the best, you know? Yeah. Not to mention the fact that nowadays we know every system is going to have a second version. Yeah. It's going to be better. Um, that happens to every single one. It's just how bad do you want it on that launch? You know, what is available? And, you know, is it worth it to you? And I'm sure a lot of these systems and, you know, people have learned. I'd like to see them put out the maximum product on day one. But that's, you know, typically not going to be the case. And you know there's going to be another version later on. So, you know, it's just, it's, you know, how bad do you want it? You know, and, uh, you know, hey, man, I support you if you want to get it day one. Because like I said, I might actually do that because I haven't got, you know, any of the systems day one in a long time. And, you know, being able to, it's going to make me think about it a little bit more. But I'm also, like I said, thinking about everything else that goes along with it. Because all the problems are going to be in the first one. Everything will be fixed in the second. Yeah, and I mean, I mean, look at the Switch. I mean, look at from the Wii U to the Switch. The Switch was a huge gamble for many people. Uh, I mean, myself included, I, I was kind of on the fence about the Switch because as much as I love the Wii U, I was like, did Nintendo learn from the Wii U? Are they going to like take take those experiences to a whole new level and thankfully they did i mean the switch has been outselling so much and right now it's in the shortage i mean everyone's been playing animal crossing it's been crazy but uh that's something you always got to think of and i think for in my opinion i i have a lot of faith towards uh microsoft and the reason why i do is because it you notice there's kind of a cycle that happens with consoles. You know, you, you have the good console, and then the the predecessor usually isn't as good as the as the one previous, and then they come out with another one that's even better. A uh, good example would be like Sony. Like you had the PS1, PS2. You know, PS3 was okay, then PS4 they turn it around, and with the Xbox, you know. Xbox 360 was amazing. I love the Xbox 360. Xbox One, it, I can live without it. But this new one, I'm like, I feel like they're coming back with vengeance. Like sometimes I feel like the, the companies have to fail a little bit to get that creative spark going in, and I could see that with Microsoft. So I'm hoping with these proprietary memory cards, they don't slip up and mess up because so far the Series X looks pretty awesome, uh, being completely backwards compatible from the original Xbox to the latest Xbox uh, One. Now, and- did they did they announce? Because that's the one thing that's still brought up in a little bit of question with the backwards compatibility. Is it? Backwards compatible with everything it's been backwards compatible with before. It's that, not like a total backwards compatibility. What with the Xbox, it looks like it's going to be now. I know with PS Five when they had that press conference, so far it's only going to be backwards compatible with PS Four. And they said that at launch it's going to have the first hundred uh, titles, like big titles. First hundred big titles will be backwards compatible, and probably update throughout. Yeah, because because that's one thing you know I I always love backwards compatibility. It's huge to me, and I, and I know earlier on you know and like I said there is a good amount of you know games from original to 360 that are playable, and you know I know at least those will be, and you know I, you know who knows if people it'll pop in you know raw 
2 on Xbox and it'll play. That one I'm not completely sure about, but at least everything that is there, you know, will be. Uh, you know, we do know that. Something, you know, we'll both need to check into a little bit more. Because people love that. Now, I think yeah. PS4 backwards compatibility, uh, that on its own is very awesome. Uh, at least both of these systems doing that, you know, with the former. Because there are so many games out there that you know people haven't played and like, oh I, yeah i think that's cool but that that's always just been a huge factor I, just, I i love that even with the you know 3ds being able to play ds or you know the sp with the gba game boy color i i love that man because all of us have these old games laying around that we want to play um i just wish there was something to get around because so many times you find it's like licensing issues mm-hmm. that's why i can't play robocop on xbox og not that i really want to but i have it and i might would if i could but i can't right now and uh i'm still a big fan of xbox too you know you know with me getting one like i I love you know i think game pass is awesome the game share has still been one of my favorite features i think in a system ever you know it's like got a good friend you both go in one of you gets a game one of you you know you you can trade off and get it and like I, i heard they're keeping that which is awesome and that you know would make me lean a little bit more towards them you know in the long run because like you know you can save a lot of money you know because you've got a good friend you can do that with it's absolutely great you know yeah and and that's that's the thing it's like you you mentioned all these old games and i'm I'm thinking them when you were mentioning i'm thinking like man there's games back from like 2017 2016 that i still haven't had a chance to check out yet and i mean the last couple of years have just been a complete like banger when it comes to coming out with with so many video games. I mean, there's there's so many games I'm thinking about that you know when the PS5 and new Xbox comes out. I mean, even if I don't have the means to get it, that's okay because there's so much stuff to check out and it's it's a pretty exciting time because usually usually when new consoles start coming out, they they start to kind of uh, you know drought out the previous console to kind of push consumers to the newer console be like, ah, oh, we're not coming out with as many releases, but man, there's, there's no shortage of releases. <laughs> That's for sure. It's crazy. No. And having that backwards compatibility function, I think really helps because at least they know if they have a new game, they don't have to short, you know, the people that are still having, you know, the, the older or actually, you know, I mean, at the moment, current systems, they don't have to short them out. They can still put out a game. And if you can play it on the new systems, like that's just more people to play the game. It's a, it's just a very valuable function. Now, for some reason, a lot of systems, I think, just kind of, you know, ignored or pushed on the back burner. When that's something that I think people really want more than anything, we want to be able to play the old games we have and not have to sell them or just let them sit and collect dust or plug in a, you know, have three friggin' systems plugged up. We don't want to do that. And and here's something really cool. Something cool that that um, the the folks behind Cyberpunk's doing is if you get Cyberpunk. Now we all know Cyberpunk got delayed until September, but if you get Cyberpunk for the Xbox One, then when they come out with the Series X, you get a free upgrade to play it on the brand new Xbox. I was like, whoa, that's something I've never heard before. Usually, I mean, it made me think of. The beginning of this gen, when we went from the PS3 to PS4 and the Xbox 360 to Xbox uh, One, you know, we had all these HD remasters, you know, and it was just like they had all these games that were like less than a year old that were like, oh, this came out for PS3 last year, but now you can get the HD remaster on PS4. Uh, These guys are like, hey. We'll upgrade it for free. Here you go. Here's the definitive version. All you had to do is just support us back in September. That is freaking awesome. You don't have to spend another 60 bones because I know some people would do it. Some people would spend another $60 to play on the new Xbox, especially a game like to this caliber. You and know? even if they give it to us at a forty dollar, which I think some, not all, but you know, I think some remasters even came out at forty, where it's yeah. like I'd rather pay. 20 because i probably have this on something else but like you said with a free upgrade on it i mean that's just you know that's really showing i mean that that's a good wave of the future it's something we definitely needed to see you know change so people don't have to buy you know the same you know people can say that with nintendo like man how many times we bought the same game on this virtual console when we should have yep. been able to transfer it over that's something i really wish you know nintendo would have would have done themselves too you know but to see things like this finally happen it is still very awesome and just to know that uh, you know hey you can like you said you can support this company you cannot have to buy this game again later on you know for you know a 
either the same price tag or just a small discount and you know to get the better effects that they'll support you if you support them which is very cool to see indeed and uh last little bit of news is there was a Nintendo Mini Direct that happened just a couple of days ago from us recording this and you know it was it was like a, a pretty good little direct like it wasn't anything too crazy um the the last thing they showed a lot of people were thinking it might have been like Breath of the Wild but the last thing they showed was uh some DLC for Pokemon Sword and Shield uh they announced the DLC for Animal Crossing which is going to be Bunny Day on Easter uh, cuz Animal Crossing celebrates all the holidays so that that's something that's going to come out, and also uh, Xenoblade Chronicles: The Definitive Edition is going to have an extra episode to it, and they also released um, the Panzer Dragoon remake, and I actually nice. I actually got that. It's it's really really good, but um, and also a, a bravery a bravery default two demo, which I haven't had a chance to check out yet. But it was it was a little different. It was a little direct. But it was it was something like I felt like a lot of people needed. You know, a lot of people needed something like that. It was it was pretty exciting. Yeah, it's just it's cool to put that out. You know, around this time and you know, seeing that Panzer Dragoon, it's always a cool game. I remember getting to play it on my Saturn. I had one of the flight controllers. Oh uh, yeah, that it was very fun uh, to to play with that. I actually, sent those. I'd uh, given a lot of my uh, Saturn controllers to my brother. Uh, and some parts of some I gave away and some were like a deal we'd made and, and selling some stuff to him. And, uh, I know I'd sent him a wheel, a couple wheels and stuff. And he had, uh, was trying them out. He was, I was actually makes the game more difficult, uh, racing games. You know, if you're not used to using the wheels, cause I, I actually had a huge PS one wheel. I sent them too. Uh, they had the pedals, you know, and everything. Oh yeah. Uh, not compatible with PS2, unfortunately, but, uh, he did try it out. But yeah, the, uh, Pants Dragoon, man, with the flight stick was actually very awesome. And it's, it's great. Hopefully we see more Saturn games, you know, like that come out, whether it's a physical release or just, you know, the, the digital is fine to me for many of these, like just the ability to play it with ease, uh, is always a big factor. Yeah, it, it's 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 cool. I like I like that we have like some of these Saturn games come out and get remade. I'd love to see. I mean, I'd love to see another uh, port of Knights in the Dreams and Daytona USA and. Um, it, but it was a good remake. I had a lot of fun playing it. It it looks really nice. Uh, the controls are. They had two separate kinds of controls. They have a modern control and a classic. If you play like classic, it's kind of like playing it on the Saturn. And I didn't realize this because I hadn't played it in so long that in the Saturn version, you actually had to hit the shoulder buttons to turn the dragon. Yeah. I was like, oh, wow. I forgot about this. Archaic stuff, man. Archaic. Yeah, yeah. It was, it, was very, uh, it was very weird, like, getting used to that because I'm so used to using, like, an extra controller to turn around. And uh, I will say anyone who's never played Panzer Dragoon, uh, definitely check it out. Not to be confused with Panzer Dragoon Saga, which is more of an RPG. This is more of an on-rails, like Star Fox meets Dragons kind of shooter game. Yeah, maybe if you played the uh, the Panzer Dragoon, the Zwei on the uh, original Xbox, uh, which yeah. was a great game. It's more in tune with that. Uh, you, know, you had one, two, Zwei, and then, like you said, the Saga, that, you know, is one of the infamous, you know, few hundred-dollar games on the Saturn that nobody can afford and everybody's trying to get. Uh, that's one of those completely different games. But, yeah, if you're into more flight games that you want to be flying on a dragon, because, I mean, who doesn't? Kind of like never-ending story on that big white <laughs> dog in dragon form. It's, it's a good time. <laughs> yeah yeah definitely definitely and um yeah getting getting into the the main part of the show uh we're pretty much catching up on this episode um uh, it's been it's been about a month since our last episode and we've we've done a lot since then and uh james i'm going to be asking you like wh what have you been up to what's been going on well you know as everybody knows <laughs> mentioned that's a big focus on this episode is you know the the pandemic the virus you know yeah. going on so many people's work schedules uh you know been affected same thing uh you know we've had a little bit of trouble you know getting on schedules uh with the episodes but you know both of us were like 
man, we really need to get something out because a lot of people are at home. And, you know, hopefully you guys want to, you know, check it out and give you something to listen to. But, uh, you know, for me, it's been a little bit businesses as usual. Uh, as many know, I work at the post office and uh, they obviously are not stopping. Uh, you know, you, you can see a few changes. You know, we, we get lots of updates every day. We've had uh, uh, things change on signatures before. We're like, you know, you have a signature item. And the customer would sign for it. Now we just, you know, ask them whoever's taking it. We ask their name and like we sign it ourselves for them, I guess, mm-hmm. just to prevent, you know, pens being passed back and forth. Um, very more self-conscious with uh, and I don't wear gloves all day. Uh, I have quite a few businesses uh, at the start of my route, which also is, man, time's gone on. You see it go from uh you know, well, it's like they're just taking orders in drive through and take out. You can go in to where a lot of them, you know, doors are closed. Uh, sometimes you can't go in. Uh, I deliver to a couple of banks. I, I have to sit and wait in line, you know, with other people uh, at the window, nonetheless, because mail doesn't really fit in those little tubes that uh, you sit through. <laughs> I tried that one time and I had to crinkle it up really bad. And I, I don't. I, you just like I, shrug your shoulders and drive away, like, sorry, no, guys. <laughs> I, I'm, not, I'm not like that. I'm not one of those guys who's going to cram something really big into your uh, mailbox. I'm, I'm not going to do that because I think it looks bad. I'm, I, I just, I, I have some professionalism to this, uh, but when I realized how much I had to scrunch up that mail to fit in the tube that one time, I was like, I guess I'll wait in line. Now, I'm not going to wait too long, but I will wait, uh, you know, a little bit. But, you know, I've seen a lot of change with that. My shopping center, man, so many stores are just close my, my wife who does tattoos uh you know they closed up uh last wednesday at five o'clock was the order in north carolina at least for uh hair uh, hair salons nail salons tattoo parlors things like that you know that are deemed non-essential and these are a lot of people that still you know like they're not getting a check and that's one of the things i hate you know i'm glad to see things about these stimulus packages come out because people need help you know there was no control you can't tell somebody like oh you should have saved more for this or that like i I don't really believe in that because most people you know at the end of it are about a 500 hundred dollar big ass bill from just being knocked out of everything and that's a lot of people you know many don't realize that um like i said i'm still working if something happened my work i have leave which you know i'm very thankful for and my wife she's been very frugal she's saved a lot you know, which is awesome. And like I said, you know, I'm still working. We're getting a tax return. So I, I feel very fortunate, you know, during this time. And, you know, I don't mind working. You know, like I said, I try to take precautions, you know, especially the shopping center areas some more. I wear gloves. You know, I do do that. And even thinking more if you go into stores. You know, I wear gloves if I go to the ATM. Uh, you know, some stores aren't taking cash. You just use your card. But if you use your card, sometimes you still got to do that punch pad. And who knows how many people touch that. Yeah. So I do highly recommend people just, you know, get some rubber gloves. You know, if you have them, just came around with you and, you know, just think a little bit more. You're going to be a little bit more careful. Um, but, you know, it's like I said, I've still been, uh, you know, you know, ordering some things. I know some things have, uh, uh, you know, taken a term. They say I think Amazon is only working on more essential items. I still mm-hmm. see lots of, you know, other things coming out. But, you know, I, I have ordered a few games along the way. But, uh, you know, I do. I try to stay inside as much as possible. Uh, they actually, you know, North Carolina also did that stay-at-home ordinance. But when you look at it, it's like, well, you can still go to the grocery store. You can still get oh, yeah. food. You get the ABC. I'm like, well, so what exactly can <laughs> I do? The work, I will say, work did tell us the other day to take our ID badge with us at all times. Yep. I just leave mine at work so I don't lose it. Um, that's why I leave it there because I scan in with my scanner on my badge. But I've been taking it with me, I guess, in case, you know, the man decides to pull me over in the morning and ask me where I'm going. Going, I can just pull out my badge and be like, you know, I got a pass. You know, I can do that. Um, but it's just, it, it's very crazy. And I, and I know we're like where, where you work, you know, has been a very essential asset too. Yeah, yeah, it's been it's been crazy. I I will say one of the things that this whole thing made me think of though, and I made a post about it on Facebook, and I think some people got the wrong idea because uh, I was like, shout out to streaming services and digital gaming because right now like I'm thinking about like imagine if this would have happened back in like the early 2000s or the 90s or the 80s you're not or going like to that. blockbuster I'm yeah sorry. yeah like just imagine the way the because I was like talking about some people like well I got a huge collection of backlog I have nothing to, I'm like no, no no I'm not talking about that I'm talking about like 
if you don't have what you have right now and you wanted something that's not essential, you can't get it right now. Like if you want a new video game and you want to buy a physical copy of it, chances are you can't get it unless you go to Walmart or something like that because Walmart's still open. So I am so thankful that we have all these digital marketplaces that, you know, it's like, oh, I, I want to get Animal Crossing. I can't I can't get it anywhere else. Boom, I can get it on the, the eShop, you know, or you can watch – Tiger King on Netflix. You don't have to go to you don't have to go to Blockbusters and rent like a huge VHS collection set of Tiger King or something or a Redbox. Yeah, who's touching that? Man? Oh God. So so yeah. I mean it's it's so nice that uh, we have the convenience and I mean even uh, movies that are in theaters right now. Uh, I know Universal did something with demand that you can go and rent. Uh, movies that are still in theaters on demand right now. As a matter of fact, I think me and uh, Kimberly is going to check out Invisible Man soon. Yeah, I've heard that's check that really out. cool. There's, that's what I've heard. I'm sure there's more. There was at least three movies I saw listed, and even the price. And some people are like, "Oh, you know, because the price is twenty bucks." But like, come on, man! If you went to the theater, like, who yeah. knows how much you're going to end up spending? You can watch it at home. I, I think twenty bucks to me for a theater movie—that's a very fair price. Yeah, very fair. Uh, and it's just really awesome you know, that they're doing that because, like I said, once again, theaters shut down. It's just that, you know, we know GameStop, that, at last I heard, I don't know if they end up getting hit with a close down in some areas, but they were doing more of a curbside to where you can't go in, but you can order it online because, you know, they were trying to hold out as an essential personnel. And many people were worried just because of that whole. And like, as you said, with your post, that was even more of a safety thing. That we're like, you don't have to go to a store. You don't have to worry about touching who knows how many people touched or sneezed on this. Yeah. And that's digital. You know, that's cl- like, I'm sorry, you're not catching anything from a fucking digital purpose. And I will, purchase, I will say you know? from, I will say being a former GameStop employee, well, I, I have to correct myself. I was a Babbage's employee. Um, when I worked at Babbage's, that the customers there were pretty gross. Even without the pandemic going on right now, there were plenty of times that people would sneeze and like touch numerous like games. And you know, you had to appetize the whole PS2 section, which was like three shelves alone. And you know, people would be like coughing. And then, like, I'm just thinking about my man, it's already kind of uh, kind of uh, easy to catch a cold anyway. At a place like that, I can only imagine with the pandemic. So I know um, my friend John uh, Retrobro. He was telling me down in uh, Pennsylvania, like GameStop was refusing to close because they were saying they were essential, and uh, Pennsylvania actually pulled their business license. Wow. Yeah. See, they that's one where they you know they should have been from the start. If some are still doing that curbside, as many restaurants do. You know, like I said, if somebody yeah. orders something online, check up with them. I mean, you want to do that because people are still going to want games. And at the same time, where there is that danger, at least if you've only got the employees in the store, once again, who knows what they may have. But still, that's a lesser chance. And if you go in there and I can see, you know, a lot of people would still be in that store. A lot of people are still going to go try to trade in their, you know, uh, 2013 sports games and, <laughs> and get a buck to get Doom. You know, like there are new games coming out still, and people do want them. But instead of they kind of just came across more as an, uh, you know, as an asshole. Yeah. As far as you know, we have to stay open. Now, you know, a lot of people are like, oh, they're forcing their employees to work. Now, on the one hand, hey man, some employees might want to work. I, I don't know a whole lot of people that really can afford to, to not work. You know, exactly. hence about hopefully where the stimulus thing goes out because people need money. You can't tell people, hey, you can't work and not help them out because a lot of people do want to work. I've seen a lot of people that work at the post office and they have this little uh, thing around their profile pic on Facebook that says, I can't stay home. I work at the post office. Well, a lot of those people that are putting that up are part-time and I'm sorry, if you were staying home, you probably wouldn't be getting paid. You know, I got leave. I got months, months of leave. And uh, it's because I, you know, I don't abuse it and I save it up and I'm, I'm, I'm thankful for having that just in case, you know, I've had eye surgeries in the past. Who who knows? I'm old now. Uh, you know, I'm gonna have to have a hip replaced or something like that. <laughs> so I, I, I got the time, but it's just like you know, I understand. Like, and I don't mind if people, you know, work for stay home from work. But pe- you know, people do. People do need help. And uh, you know, apparently that you know that is coming out. Something yeah. got passed. Now I've seen some criticism on it. I, I don't know the full details, but at the end, I just I don't want people to get 
some type of help during this time because uh even though many people you know about 65 percent of things i think are kind of you know qualified as essential you know you think of those hair salons nail salons and my wife tattoo artist you know who, who get hit up a lot and not all of them you know managed to save up like she did so yeah you know, it's like we're well, like we're in a good spot but it's one of those things where i worry you know i just i, I worry for other people and if things like this take too long, you know, you can see like people, gun stores, dude, gun stores are running out of guns and ammo. They're closing up because they don't have any more. Cause people, you know, like I said, if you really sit and think about it, it, it can, this can be a scary time, you know, oh, not yeah. going to lie. My wife asked me, Hey, do you got ammo? And I'm like, I could probably use a little bit of more. I, I'm not a big gun nut, but you know, I, I got a couple things, you know, that, I, that I've just had and we got a little bit of extra ammo too just in case and i mean yeah it, like when she asked that to me because that's not something we talk about you know we don't talk about the guns and the ammo a lot and uh and she went and got some and that just kind of tells you like it's but if it's a, a scary time because we don't know how long this you know this this will go on but oh yeah you know, uh, you know uh, a good bit of time just people being more careful and you know, we end up learning. Like, I don't know, man. I, I'd be thinking about gloves probably from now on when this is over. Because <laughs> let me tell you a little story. You go to an ATM and you got gloves on. And it's like you're still putting your card in. And then, you know, you, you tap it on the screen. But then you got to pull your card out. And it's like you might take your glove off. But then it's like, well, I touched it with this other glove. You know, it just, oh, man. I, I, I just, you know, hope the world decides to sanitize this a, a little bit more after everything and people think. Like, I really could see us looking a little bit more, uh, you know, even like uh, Yakuza when you walk around and people got the face masks on. Yeah. Um, that could be a normal thing. I, I watch New Japan Wrestling, people in the crowd for forever. They wear these masks in uh, tight-knit environments like that. And, and it's really smart. You know, like I said, I think gloves uh, for employees, people, like, we're going to see you know, more of that, uh, you know, as time goes on, it's just, it, it's going to be a big learning experience, uh, at the end and, and, it, and it, it will change things, you know? So indeed, indeed. And, you know, um, I will, I will say the folks that are, you know, staying in and stuff right now, uh, and, and unfortunately if you can't work right now, uh, to, to make a lighter of the situation, now it's time to tackle that backlog. Uh, there's so many people that I've been like talking to, and they're like, "Man, I'm going back and playing some of these RPGs. I'm, you know, Animal Crossing is huge right now. I think Animal Crossing is one of the most important games that people need right now because it's that you still get that you know interaction and it's just relaxing and it's such an escapism game. I was actually on the fence about it. Like, I, I'm a big fan of Animal Crossing. At first, I wasn't going to get it, but I was like, ah, oh, you know, I'll go ahead and get it." So I went and bought it, and I've been having a lot of fun with that every day. And, you know, it's kind of nice because it gives you something uh, to escape and look forward to every day. You know, when you, like, you, you wake up in the morning like, oh, I need to check on my town, see what's going on. There's something new every day that happens. And uh, right now it's like my um, one of my one of my shops is upgrading, so I can't shop there right now because it's under construction. So I'm not really going to play too much Animal Crossing the day before work, but I was like, oh, man, that kind of sucks. Oh, well. But uh, I, I've been enjoying seeing all the the posts from Animal Crossing from people, like some of the stuff that people have been making and, and the rooms and the clothes. It's freaking amazing, dude. It's awesome. Yeah, it really seems like a, you know, they did a good thing with that. Like I, I had the last one on 3DS. That was the first one I ever really played. And, uh, you know, I, we remember earlier on Animal Crossing, that was the way to play, you know, classic Nintendo games. Uh, yeah. Originally on the GameCube, uh, that was the forefather of that. And uh, it, it's one, you know, I got on and I played it for a little bit. And I'm, I, I'm not the biggest fan of it, you know, but it's like I, I still I still think about getting this new one, too. And sometimes I'm like, well, you still kind of got to go to work on there. I'm like, well, I'm still yeah. working. And I'm like, <laughs> uh, you know. I don't know. It's kind of tearing me a little it's, bit. You know, it's not. It's not for everyone. Like that's that's the thing, and I think that's something to definitely to address. It's, it's a game that's not for everybody, and you know, for people that aren't in Animal Crossing, that's okay because I mean, it does take. It's almost like essentially working sometimes because like you get up. You go check your town, see how the villagers are doing. Uh, you know, shake some trees, get some fruit, hustle that mortgage. Uh, you know, catch some fossils, fish, 
And uh, if if you want to do something like that without all the responsibility, go play a Yakuza game. <laughs> yeah, and you can kick somebody's ass along with it too if you're angry. <laughs> actually, actually, big shout out to Ryan. I don't know if you noticed this on Facebook. Our friend Ryan, uh, <laughs> he was posting a, him and his wife were having a, a date, and I think they were using uh, Yakuza for the date. Like they were, yeah. like, they were, yeah. they were bowling and doing darts, and they're like, yeah, you know, we're at our own bar right now. Like that is freaking awesome. Yeah, everybody's asking. Like what is that on the, you know, like Wii or they're like, like no no he's like it's on Yakuza it's like it's not it. uh, many games or anything can play golf um, yeah and hey for you guys that got the collection I'm still gonna go back my favorite fishing favorite fishing is on part five uh, you can go hunting and fishing on that one but uh, if I played zero I, I was uh, I, I thought the fishing just kind of declined but man. I love the fishing so much on five. Like it was just so fun. You can go into little, you know, uh, that little river that runs through the, the main town. You could fish there. There was, uh, you know, some other areas you could go. And it was always, there was some other dudes sitting there. And you're just like, Hey, it's like, let's fish together. And it was just, uh, that, that was so fun and relaxing. So yeah, Yakuza is a great, you know, just escape, you know, you can work some on it. You can play some on it. You can, kind of go outside you know in in uh you know in, in, in your own version of it <laughs> I, I would i would say <laughs> i would say that would be a good uh like quarantine escapism game is uh yeah because a matter of fact uh folks that have game you can pass talk to girls on there too yeah oh yeah, yeah. <laughs> a matter of fact if you have game pass right now on xbox you can play yakuza zero that is big news, actually. Too. Yeah. Speaking of news, you know, for the first time, it's available on Xbox. Yeah. Uh, you know, which is for years. You know, that was that helped my loyalty. You know, to PlayStation uh, when I got a PS3, it was like, well, I'm like yeah, because the three's on there. Like, I want to play that. You know, that was me in the early days of Yakuza. So, you know, of course, like, I had to get that. And, you know, that was spurring that. But, like, I'm really glad, like, everybody can play it now. So if you are an Xbox fanboy, like I said, no no insult, you know, uh, uh, meant right there. If you're an Xbox fan, uh, now, you know, you can play this game you never got to play before that, you know, other people is, you know, we've seen, uh, you know, are loving it. Like I said, I'm, I'm blown away. I've been blown away by all you guys that play this game more than I do now. Like, it's just, uh, and I don't want to be that, oh, it's that thing. I, it's like when Metallica started to suck and everybody loved them. It's, like, it's not like that, you know. Uh, yeah, you're not, the, you're, you're like the total opposite of, like, gatekeeping. Like, you're I'm not, not, I'm not mad about you, it. You open up those gates and you're like, come on in, guys. Because, like, it, you think about it. And what's so funny about the whole Yakuza phenomenon is when we first started this podcast, Yakuza 5 was just over the horizon. We weren't even sure if it was going to come out. I remember that was a series he talked about. And I wish I could go back to those old episodes when I was just like, oh, yeah, I'd, I've heard of Yakuza. I thought it was like, thought it was this a Grand Theft Auto clone. And you're like, no, no, so much more than that. And like now we here we are, you know, seven, eight years later, and it's like every four months we're getting a Yakuza game, yeah. you know? <laughs> like it's almost too much. I'm impressed with you guys that play, you know, Zero to Kwame to Kwame Two. You're getting the collection, you're going through every single one. I, I had that privilege of like those games being spaced out over a few years, you know, since two thousand and five. Uh, I had that time period, you know, as you mentioned, where I didn't know if we were ever going to get five. I boycotted Sega, you know, I was like, oh, I'm yeah. not buying any of the Sega shit anymore. And, 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 you know, it finally came out, it was like people wanted it. It was that uh, um, things that, you know, Sony was doing, we're trying to bring over more games that people wanted. And it was just, it was on a poll and people, you know, wanted that game. And it was amazing. And, and you know, with that thing of five coming out and then it just, dude, it just, blew up and i guess maybe yeah. having it on that newer system you know really helped where people were able to you know jump into it uh but like i said it's cool man because people playing these games back to back and like i almost wonder like like could i have done that like i wonder like would i love this series as much if it had been just game after game after game you know where i, I had a few years in between you know where i, I was waiting for it had to get the new system uh i always wondered but you know it, it doesn't take away from my love from it and i'm just I'm so glad to see it, you know, getting the props. I think it really deserves, you know, because it really did. Like it just blew, it blew up, man. To where like it seems like everybody I ever mentioned it to, or maybe listened to this show at least, fucking played it. You know, I like to think I'm the crux of many people trying it out in general. You know, that I know either you know like through the show or just on Facebook game groups. 
and everybody's playing it. I mean, it's just been just insane. And then like, it's just not stopping. And, you know, we got that new RPG semi style, which like, just cause it's so different. I'm actually really looking forward to that one too. Yeah. I've almost, cause I have a, uh, a Japanese, um, I have a Japanese account on Sony and I almost felt like logging in and downloading the Yakuza seven demo. Cause the demos on there, I've thought about it, but at the same time, it's like it'd almost be like when I was playing Judgment. I played the demo to that, the Japanese demo, and it was Ooh. it was fun for what it was, but like I didn't like the fact that I didn't know what was going on. Like that, what I yeah. what I got mostly from the Judgment or Judge Eyes demo was a grasp on what to expect and the battle system, and that was pretty much it. And with Yakuza Seven being more of a turn based RPG. I, I really got to know what I'm doing other than this pressing X. <laughs> yeah. I'd, I'd really love to see too the, uh, the few games from, uh, you know, the PS3 era that were the, the samurai based style games. Yeah, man. I, I, and more than anything, I would love to see those come out. Cause like I own one of them and, uh, it's, it's still very hard to play. Cause like, I just don't want to sit with a guide, you know, yeah, kind of takes and it out. Play it. I would love to see that. And probably one that many people still don't know about. Uh, I've probably mentioned before and I've never played it. Is the black, I think it's, is it black? Well, black tiger was old Capcom game. It might be black Puma. It's black. Some type of big cat. Shout out to Joe exotic, but it was on <laughs> PS. It was on PSP. And it was an offshoot. So, uh, you know, you're not Kiryu. You're, you're someone else maybe related to the gang. Uh, but it was a PSP series. It was two games. And like I said, it was only in Japan. So, you know, you got uh, PSP emulators or, you know, if you can find a, a translation of it, especially, like I said, look for is, is Black Tiger, Black Puma, something. Just look up Yakuza PSP. And I'm sure that would pop up. Like, so between that and just the Samurai games, man, I would have really loved. I, I tried to play those as long as I could. And, you know, like I said, I have them in my collection, like, you know, just to have them. Uh, you know, it's a, a, still a fun one to get, kind of based on uh, 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 Miyamoto Musashi, you know, one of the legendary Samurais, kind of based on, like, his family line. And uh, I just, man, I, I kind of hope one day those come out, but I, th- I think those might be just kind of lost, lost in Japan. You know, like, I, I don't really know if we'll ever get those, but, you know, like I said, maybe uh, you guys can find some good emulation or there's some translations of it out there and, you know, give it a shot. Because I think it, they'd be really cool to actually, you know, find a play. Maybe we get a collection, man. How awesome would yeah, that be? A collection I see, of those two. See, I, I could see that. I could see that, you know, after uh, Yakuza 7. I could see, you know, a couple of months after that, all of a sudden, boom, we got the uh, the Samurai Yakuza game collection. You know, like two games for like 40, 50 bucks. There you I'd, go. I'd pay 100 probably. For that, <laughs> <honestly>. <laughs> That's just throwing them Black Tiger or Puma games on there uh, on the PSP as bonuses, man. And it's like, I would definitely pay 100 bucks for that just, just to be able to have those and play them because, like, just kind of been in the in the back line, and still we got fucking dead souls. Like I couldn't, I couldn't have this samurai game instead. Like people love samurais. Come on. Yeah. Oh yeah. Couldn't have done that. Now, uh, getting into like the the tail end of this episode, we're going to be talking about uh, games we've been playing. Because I mean, I don't know. I actually I do know a little bit, James, of what you've been playing because you've been posting on the Excess uh, Gaming Podcast group page on Facebook, which you guys can join on facebook.com slash group slash Excess Gaming Podcast. Uh, you've been playing a lot of uh, handhelds lately. I have. I got, you know, Ren is I'm a big fan of Game Boy, and uh, I really kind of got sucked back into it just looking for some Japanese games on uh, eBay. And it, it started off with a, like a little four game pack. It was like 12 bucks. I, I got Kirby 2. I got Dead Heat Scramble, which sounds funny. It's kind of like an overhead uh, race game, which is very cool. I got a, a friend, Jared, knew this game I got. It's Yu Yu, maybe ha- Hakamoto or yeah, something. Yeah. It, okay, yeah, some kind of anime. It was a, a fighting game. And we know, you know, Game Boy, not the, the greatest known for fighting games early on, but pretty pretty decent. And then I got Cosmo Tank, which was an Atlas game. It was a uh, just, you know, cool kind of first-person tank game. Well, actually, no, it starts off overhead, and then it goes, when you go into certain caves, it's first-person. But uh, that really just kicked off a, man, these Japanese Game Boy games, like, like this is really cool. And I know a lot you can emulate, and I'm actually not the... I'm, I kind of like to play my stuff on handheld still. 
Like that's yeah. part of the charm of it for me to where like playing it on the big screen is, is not really the big thing. But uh, I found a pack of like 26 Japanese Game Boy, Game Boy Color games. And I, I got that. It was a pretty good price. Uh, you know, just a couple bucks per game. And uh, some I could not play. Um, I, I did find some good fighting games, uh, probably in the past, about the Neo Geo Pocket Color, you know, which I bought from you, uh, which has some of the best handheld games. Um, while the Game Boy is not quite as good, the Samurai Spirits, which is Samurai Showdown, uh, was pretty decent. And their versions of the King of Fighters, actually really good. Uh, really, probably some of the best, the, the best fighting game, I'd say, on uh, original Game Boy. Uh, I'd say the Neo Geo is a little bit better, you know, but but they're pretty, pretty on par. And, uh, you know, just for having that small screen, the two buttons, awesome games. Um, kicked me once again into wrestling. Of course, everybody knows I love, so I decided I needed every wrestling game on the handheld, and there's quite a few in Japan. Um which I did get, uh, let's see, I even got my little stack. I hear these things rattling around. Actually, it's not Japanese, but one of the earlier wrestling games on uh, Game Boy How Wrestling uh, predated uh, WF Superstars, which WF Superstars is still probably the best wrestling game on Game Boy. But uh, How Wrestling was a game I always wanted uh, as a kid. I still just wanted to play it because it was wrestling. So I finally bought the cart, and uh, it's tough, man. It's a tough game. But uh, I really, I think I would have liked it more as a kid. I also got a Pocket Pro Wrestling this Game Boy Color game, which to me looks amazing, man. Like, you can throw people, like, vertically and horizontally against the ropes, which was, like, a pretty big thing uh, in a system like this. Uh, superplexes, turnbuckle moves. Uh, it's hard as shit. I have not done a single move other than an elbow, really. I got my ass kicked every time. But... I still, I, I really enjoyed it. I found a, a New Japan wrestling game, uh, which also is very good. And I also got another game called Pro Wrestling on the Game Boy, which unfortunately is just how wrestling in Japanese form. Um, and then I did get a couple of uh, older games. Uh, Karataka. It was a, a, a predecessor to uh, Prince of Persia. Uh, which is a very uh, very cool game. I like the Famicom version a lot. That was where I first played it. And um, I got that. That was a UK game. And I got Boulder Dash. And I actually have a long story with Boulder Dash, but it's for Jared. And Jared, I promise I'm going to do it next episode because we've just been blabbing for a while. I want to make sure Xander <laughs> is able to get to work, but I promise it's on my Atari 800XL, and I owe you that story. But Boulder Dash is a... a he was almost like Mario to me as far as like a, uh, just a childhood favorite. Um, on the Atari 800, uh, it was like a little bug dude. He would tap his foot when you waited too long. Uh, predating Sonic, you know, by many years, you know, who did that. But, you know, to play Boulder Dash again on the handheld is very awesome. And uh, it, like I said, I've been going through a ton, but I'll end it with two slightly newer ones. It's a, new, a very new series to me, which I've always heard about. This is Shaman King on the GBA. Oh, yeah. And, it's uh, also it's by, an anime. It's made by Ko- Konami. Yeah, based on anime. And I've always heard uh, one of the Castlevania guys worked on it. It might have been the one that did Circle of the Moon. It's not Iga. Yeah. It, it wasn't him. But uh, one of the one of the Vanya guys worked on it. And uh, I've got, I bought two of them. They were about 10 bucks a piece. But uh, Master of Spirits is the first one I plugged in. Honestly, dude, I, like, I loved it right away. I'd recommend it uh, on any emulators or things like that. Xander, like, yeah, like you'd really like this. Um, it, so far, it doesn't have as, you know, a, a big a scoping uh, landscape. It's kind of like the castles in Castlevania. It seems a little bit more kind of like level-based, almost like a Mario map where you pick your stage yeah. and you go to. But it's still, it still has that Metroidvania feel. And, uh, you know, you got some of the little superpowers I'm still trying to figure out. Uh, I started it. I'm probably going to restart it again. Uh, you know, and I might even look up some tips because uh, kind of like the card system in Circle of the Moon, you have like a spirit system, which I mean, you know, mm-hmm. we also had later Castlevanias. But honestly, like if you're a fan of uh, any of the GBA uh, Castlevanias, I think Shaman King is, like I said, it's really cool. It's one I heard about. And honestly, I was as soon as I got it and played it, like I, I really dug it like right away. Like it's just it's a fun game to play. 
And like I said, I'd recommend checking those out. Emulators or, you know, buying the cart, whatever you want to do. Oh, and let me tell you, I'll finish this one more. Okay, the only two Game Boy games I've ever had that did not work was WrestleMania 2000. It was a Game Boy Color game. Uh, I bought two copies of this game. None of it worked. I bought one more copy on eBay during my uh, Game Boy binge, and I really expected this game to be terrible. Uh, But when I finally played it, and it actually worked, uh, actually pretty fun game. Uh, it was made by Natsume. Uh, you know, they made a couple of ninja games on the NES. Uh, they oh, had yeah. a wrestling game. They were, pre- you know, fairly known for a wrestling game on the Super NES and Natsume Pro Wrestling, which is pretty good. And, uh, I, I was really blown away j- just by the fact that it was not terrible. Has some flaws because, like, when you hit back, you turn around and walk away, which makes absolutely no sense in a wrestling game at all. But, I'll forgive it because I finally got to play it after buying my third copy for five dollars, and uh, and it finally worked. And uh, you know, so it does nowhere near the N sixty four version, of course, of WrestleMania two thousand. Hey, <laughs> for Game Boy Color, uh, it, it's okay. Awesome, awesome. Well, my my list is a little little shorter. Uh, I do want to say one of the things that I've done, and I'm actually going to make a video on it. Is I bought a um, Amazon Fire HD eight tablet. Uh, that looked awesome. Yeah, and uh, so I've been putting some emulators on it, and uh, I haven't been playing too much like emulation on it, other than just like tinkering with it. Uh, I did play some like Tony Hawk's Pro Skater Two on it, and because I got it synced up to my PS4 controller, so I mean it's nice for PlayStation One. It plays Dreamcast really well. Um, N64 still a little shoddy. I, I feel like some of the games may not work as well as others. I did get. WCW NWO Revenge working, and that was a lot of fun. And uh, I know I recommended a Fighter's Destiny one and two. If, if yeah, you manage to work well, try those out, man. They're really cool. So, so I've been tinkering with that, uh, playing Animal Crossing. Um, my my Switch hasn't updated yet to tell me how many hours I've logged into Animal Crossing. I'm kind of scared to see because I've been playing a lot of it. And um, I played the Resident Evil Three demo. Uh, I actually played that yesterday. Uh, a little bit late to the ball game on that, but I, it was kind of it, it was fun. It was really funny because uh, my girlfriend got actually really scared watching me play it because uh, of all the jump scares with the zombies. And it's it's a very dark game, and I don't mean that like narratively. I mean like look wise, like it's a very dark game. And um, I feel like the the bullet mechanics are a little harder in this one compared to Resident Evil Two Remake. I feel like it was uh, it took a little more gunshots to the leg of zombies to knock them down, and I felt like Jill's aim was kind of off. Maybe it was just me. I hadn't played one of those games in a long time. But uh, that was a lot of fun. I hadn't finished the demo. I hadn't got to Nemesis or anything like that. Uh, and then I also got a couple of games. Uh, I got uh, Dragon Dragon Quest Eleven. I finally got that. I got a collection of mana that I haven't even played yet. Uh, Yoshi's Crafted World. I have played that. I made a. I actually made a video not too long ago about talking about games I've been playing, and I uh, mentioned Craft World. Uh, not as good as Woolly World, but it's not a bad game. I think if I think it's geared towards people that like those really relaxing platformers, like Kirby games. I feel like if you like Kirby, you would like Crafted World a lot. It's not bad. But, uh, but yeah, I mean, that's, oh yeah, Yakuza 5. I've been playing Yakuza 5 on the, uh, the collection. I can't remember if we talked about that in the last episode. No, no, I don't think it had come out actually since the last Yeah, episode. I bought, I bought the collection and I've been playing Yakuza 5 and, uh, right now I'm playing as, uh, Majima's brother in prison. I think he's about to break out soon. Um, it's a slow, a little bit more slow moving. Uh, he's going to have the hunting part. Yeah, uh, yeah. Which is been... not bad, dude. I, I, like I said, I dug the hunting. And please let me know when you go fishing because I think the yeah. game is the best. <laughs> yeah, right now, like the last time I played was um, like his second. Sajima. Yeah, his like his like second daydream or whatever. Where those guys were like, "Hey, let's let's daydream when we were back in town and doing things." And it's it's kind of cool, like going back in like a, in this imagination world. <laughs> I, I like his style too, man. I mean, it's yeah. very you know, it's like your Hagar in Final Fight. You know, yeah, you know, muscle guy. But when you get used to it and you learn how to use him, he's he's actually he's pretty fun. And it's funny because the big dude, he's the one with all the stealth missions, which was always kind of odd but it just and i hate stealth i hope everybody knows like i always hate stealth in games like it was good in batman and i can tolerate it 
in Yakuza. And, and that's about it. And, I, and once again, I think they did everything, you know, pretty good. Like, there's nothing in there that's going to, like, make you want to, like, rage quit. Like, I, I never got mad sneaking around sewers and killing animals, you know? Yeah. But, I mean, that, that's been pretty much uh, my my gaming. Uh, I will say before I close this, guys, that if you are listening to uh, us on any other platform, you can check us out on Stitcher, Spotify, iTunes, and, of course, uh, YouTube.com slash Scullion. And uh, iHeartRadio, if I haven't mentioned that yet, you can listen to us there. And also, we uh, I do have a Teespring now. I'm selling some T-shirts. I sold a couple of Kevin Savage uh, T-shirts. Um, I got some excess uh, gaming coffee mugs. And I actually had this one shirt that I thought was really cool. Kind of an inside joke if you listen to our podcast. It's uh, the East Coast, and it shows a hurricane. And inside the hurricane's uh, Ryu doing his hurricane kick. Yeah, I might have to buy that one. You know, that's, that's a huge inside joke because how, uh, how did we not talk about the weather this episode? Because <laughs> we haven't been outside enough. <laughs> <That's right. laughs> but I will, I will say, I will say, it's really, it's been really warm lately. I'm not a big fan of it. I get the AC running right now. <laughs> it's going to cool down the uh, the next few days, apparently. Indeed, indeed. I'm. It's it's been really pretty outside, but uh, but yeah, guys. Um, I think this concludes another episode of Excess Gaming Podcast. Again, guys, thank you for checking out this episode. And you know, if you have nothing else to do, you can always go back on our backlog, especially on YouTube.com/slash Enderscully, and listen to our archived episodes. And uh, as always, guys, happy gaming. And, uh, and I'm gonna throw one final thing out too. If you got some tax money coming in, you want to buy, want to play some handheld games like me. I'm looking forward to the Pocket Analog. Uh, I meant to bring up earlier, but you know it's HD Game Boy plays GB, GBC, GBA. It's going to have adapters for Game Gear, Lynx, Neo Geo Pocket Color. It's got a uh, Nano Loop uh, thing built in, which is a synthesizer and uh, something else that you can like make uh, music on it. I don't know if it's like a chip tune thing, mm-hmm. but it sounds really, uh, really cool. I mean, it's it's like a two hundred dollar price tag, which is a little high. It looks like a uh, looks like a Game Boy. But, uh, you know, uh, completely folded out, not like the SP. It kind of looks like a more, uh, you know, slick-lined, old-school one, uh, which actually looks really cool. Uh, But, you know, other than that, uh, I hope you all are well. Have a pleasant evening. And, you know, I'm a pretty woman lover. I'm an ugly woman's drink. Check out Tiger King. (laughs) Yes. Free him. (laughs) And, And we'll see you guys hopefully sooner than later. Take care. 